0: uh, We're really excited about The Flame. Uh, This is is new for us. This is only the second uh, episode, if you will, of The Flame. Uh, The Flame is uh, an opportunity for us to share some stories about how the Lord has worked in our lives. And it really comes from St. Catherine of Siena, who said, if you are what you should be, you will set the world on fire. And so we're here to share the stories of how God has brought us to become the world on fire uh, so tonight um, tonight we're very excited to have with us somebody that all of you know I think um, he's pretty well known around this diocese around these parts and he won't be with us in the United States for too much longer so we wanted to get an opportunity to get him in this live recording of how the Lord has been at work in his life I have known father Brian Christensen for about... 15 years, I think, now, uh, since he was ordained a priest for the Diocese of Rapid City. He comes from New York and he's been in the state of South Dakota for a long, long time. I don't know how long, longer than he's been a priest. Uh, But he's been out here with us uh, in God's country, and so we're very happy to have him with us tonight. So please welcome Father Brian Christensen.
1: So I was 25 years old, a first lieutenant in the Air Force, and newly assigned to Ellsworth Air Force Base in Rapid City, South Dakota. I just completed a year of pilot training at Williams Air Force Base in Arizona and initial qualification course in B-1s at Dias Air Force Base in Abilene. I got to Rapid City and was excited to start my new life and settled down, and I bought a house in Rapid City, and I got a girlfriend in Rapid City, and I got a mountain bike in Rapid City, and I was really excited, and so I flew B1s during the week, and I flew T38s on the weekends, and life was really, really good, and then I went to church. And I was excited to go to church. I always went to church, but I went to my, what I was going to be my home church. I was ready to settle down, and I went to the cathedral parish. And at the sign of peace, this woman, Paula Clark, turned around to me, and she said, You have a really great voice. You should be in the choir. Which I thought, Who is this strange woman, and why is she talking to me? Okay. <laughs> Um, After a couple weeks, uh, I started thinking, well, maybe I should join the choir. Um, I've always had aspirations to sing, and this will be a great opportunity. So I saw in the bulletin, and I went up on Wednesday night to the choir, and I began to sing in the choir. But as I was in the choir, I met a whole bunch of great people there, and some of them were um, older guys in the Knights of Columbus, and they kept handing me these sheets of paper, Form 100s. Uh, And the Form 100, um, I had a a bag for my uh, books for choir and they kept getting thicker every week with more Form 100s. I finally relented, and I signed a Form 100 and became a Knight of Columbus, which was just a really wonderful experience of of pancake breakfast and hanging out at meetings with old guys and playing cards, and later on, flipping hamburgers at the Central States Fair. Um, But it also introduced me to some guys that started a Monday night prayer group, and so I started to pray on Monday nights and study the scriptures in new ways that I hadn't before, And during this time, also, um, my girlfriend became interested in my Catholic faith and decided to join the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. So on Thursday nights, we started going to uh, the RCIA program, and I started really learning more about my faith. It was also in this same period of time that Um, hanging out in the choir loft that somebody said, wow, it's August and you have a pulse. You're perfectly qualified to teach fifth grade CCD. (laughs) So I started teaching fifth grade CCD, which was really another blessing in my life because I started to have to prepare to share my faith with these um, 15 or 16 Uh, really motivated or less than motivated, you know, 12-year-olds on Sunday mornings. But it really did inspire me. Um, Throughout this whole time, um, I was loving my life in the Air Force. I was planning on my family and settling down in South Dakota. Um, And yet, God was doing something amazing that I wasn't really perceiving. I... uh, saw in the bulletin one day, as uh, all of this was unfolding in my life and I wasn't fully aware of it, that there was a Franciscan prayer group that was meeting. The secular Franciscans were meeting one evening over at the Old Cathedral on 5th Street. Now, I have had a long history at the Franciscans. My home parish growing up with St. Francis of Assisi. Um, I was taught in high school by Franciscan brothers. And so this appeal to St. Francis and my growing uh, desire to pray and grow in my faith was, uh, was blossoming. And so I thought, well, this is a good time. I, I'll go join and see what this is all about. I went to the prayer meeting and I was the youngest person by 40 years, okay? <laughs> They were all excited, and at the meeting was the current bishop of the uh, the diocese, Bishop Charles Chaput, who is a Capuchin Franciscan, and so after the kind of the prayer meeting and the introduction to the Franciscan spirituality, uh, they had coffee and donuts and, uh, and rolls, and I went over there, and uh, I was getting my coffee, and getting my you know a little bar and the bishop said what are you doing here and I said well I'm one to grow in my faith and grow in my prayer life and he said God's calling you to be a priest <laughs> I had never heard those words before and I thought oh my god I gotta get out of here now <laughs> so I did I ran I ran uh, home, and I tried to put that out of my mind as much as I possibly could, Um, but it kept coming back to me. God wants you to be a priest. Um, I rejected that as I went about my uh, flying career, as I went about hanging out with my buddies and my friends, as I dated my girlfriend. Um, I didn't want to hear that. Voice in my head again, um, but it kept coming up. It was finally the Lent of the next year that I at least said to God, Okay, I'm gonna give you 40 days. <laughs> Help me to understand is this from me or is this from you? God took up the challenge <laughs> because every day in Lent, um, I often tried to go to daily mass, and then on the Sunday, Uh, masses, it seemed like every passage of Scripture just jumped out at me, Like God was speaking to me. I swear the priests had formulated their homilies just for me. Like the whole cathedral was empty, but the priest was saying to me, listen to the Lord. He's calling you. He wants to take you on a journey. He wants to set you free. Um, And by the time that the Easter rolled around and we celebrated the great Alleluia, I knew what I should do. But I was filled with an incredible amount of fear. Because if I told the Air Force that I wanted to leave and to go into seminary and they told me no and I would lose all the great stuff that I had. I'd be the guy that said no. And what was I going to say to my girlfriend? (laughs) And what would my family think? Surely I was too old for this. I can't do this. I was too afraid to even talk to anybody about it. So one day after Mass during the Easter season, I decided that I would talk to Father Steve Beegler. We were downstairs in the cathedral, and most of the life-changing events of mine seemed to happen over coffee and donuts. (laughs) Once again, I was at coffee and donuts, and I said to Father Steve, Hey, you know, um, how did you kind of come to know that maybe God was calling you to be a priest? Now, I was 27 years at this time, and... Uh, 27 years old, and I thought I was way too old, and the first words out of Father Steve's mouth was, when I was 27. (laughs) I really didn't hear another word he said. Something about having gone to school, gone back to the ranch, and then gone off to seminary, Um, and surely uh, this was another sign. Um, But I dilly-dallied even longer Um, Through the summer, the choir at the cathedral was invited with the diocesan choir in the summer of 1993 to sing for the gathering of World Youth Day pilgrims uh, from Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota at the Passion Play in Spearfish as everybody was making their way down to Denver. I went there and sang in the choir, and I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Thousands and thousands of young people praying and singing and joyfully uh, celebrating the mass and a great picnic afterwards on the grounds of South Dakota, Uh, you know, uh, the university up there in Spearfish. And I I said to my buddies afterwards, how come we're not going to World Youth Day? I don't know, I never thought of it. I said, I never thought of it. We should go, but there's no possible way I could get out of work to go now. It's just coming up. A few days later, um, I was on a training mission in the B-1, and we took off uh, in the afternoon, and uh, this was a training mission down to Arizona, and the mission uh, took us right over the top of Denver. Denver. We're flying over Denver um, at about 20,000 feet, and it was a clear uh, evening, summer evening in August, and you could see down there uh, the crowds gathering um, around World Youth Day, around uh, Pope John Paul II, and deep in my heart, as I looked down on that uh, gathering of Catholics from around the world, um, God spoke in my heart, you should be with them. You should be with them. Um, I knew he didn't mean parachute out, (laughs) but to be with them as he had been calling me for so many years. Um, I got back from that mission and um, I needed to talk to somebody, but I didn't know who, so I thought I'd go back to the man who had first invited me. And I drove up to the house of Bishop Charles on a uh, late one uh, evening in a, that August summer night, and I pulled up to his house, and as I got to his house, all of a sudden, all these doubts and fears just came rushing over me. You're crazy. This is nuts. What are you doing? This is not rational. you are lost your mind. Get out of here, and I did. I backed out of his driveway, and I started driving. <laughs> I don't know where I drove that night. I was crying. I was screaming. I was laughing. I rolled down the windows and shouted. Um, and at one point, I found myself all the way north of the mall on a gravel road. I, don't, I had no idea how I got there. Now <laughs> I came to my senses, and I turned around and... Prayed all the way back into town and it took me back up to the, the bishop's residence. And I got to the top of the driveway, and um, well, immediately as I turned off the car, I heard, um, Who is it? Can I help you? And the bishop was at the top of his steps. So I got out of my car and I said, Bishop this is Brian Christensen, and I think God's calling me to be a priest. He said, Of course he is. Come on in. <laughs> He told me great stories of that evening uh, of, of, uh, of World Youth Day and his experience of Pope John Paul II and um, told me he would get me in touch with the vocation director in the days ahead. But then I had to do two other things. I had to face the Air Force, and at that time I still had five years of a commitment to fly in the Air Force and to be an Air Force officer. And I also had to tell my girlfriend so I went to the Air Force, and I got the sheet of paper that's necessary to get a special dispensation and to be discharged from the Air Force. Um, and people said it would take weeks to fill out and to complete and to mail off. Um I met with my aircraft commander, and he signed the paper. About a half hour later, I met with my squadron commander, and he signed the paper. About 45 minutes later, I met with the group commander who said to me, I'm supposed to talk young officers out of leaving the military, but I don't want to fight with God, so where do I sign? (laughs) And a little bit more than an hour later, I was in the wing commander's office, General Wilson's, and he was signing the paper and mailing it off to the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. In three hours, God had made the impossible possible. I then called my girlfriend, Michelle, up, and I said it was a Saturday morning. I'll never forget it. And I said, hey, you know, what are you doing today? And she said, oh, I'm just out running some errands. I'm going out to run some errands. I said, hey, we we need to talk. Why don't you just stop by? Okay, that'd be great. Be by later. So I was in my house, and she came in the back door, and uh, she stood in the thing, and I said, hey, how's it going? She said, tell me this you're going to go to seminary, right? I said, uh, we, well, we need to talk. No, you tell me I'm not moving from this spot until you tell me you're going, you're leaving for seminary, aren't you? I was like, well, I mean, I'm, you're leaving, right? I said, well, yeah, I am, but we, I knew it. I knew it has been coming on for months. <laughs> um. So I went off to seminary and, um, and spent the years of seminary formation. And uh, finally, on the 7th of July, 1999, I laid down on the floor of that cathedral parish where it had all begun um, and gave my life to Christ in the priesthood. Um, after the great celebration of my ordination, uh, we went downstairs not for coffee and donuts, (laughs) but for for a celebration. And uh, an older priest, uh, Father Terry Morgan, came up to me, and he said, how's it feel? And I said, it feels great. he said, like, it can't get any better? And I said, yeah, like, it can't get any better. And he said, let me tell you, after 22 years, it keeps getting better. In just a month or so, I'll be celebrating my fifth anniversary of the ordination of my priesthood, and I can assure you all that it keeps getting better. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Father Brian. He didn't mention he did give up everything. He gave up the B1 and the bike the Harley Davidson, he was famous for driving, (laughs) so he gave up everything to uh, go to God. Thank you, Father Brian, for being here. Uh, I just want to let all of you know that all of these podcasts will be posted on theflamerc.com as we go. We'll be uploading those. And next month, because of the 4th of July, we're switching to the second Thursday, so look for us on July 10th instead of the 3rd. And tell your friends, because we can move into a bigger room than this, and a bigger chapel. Thanks for coming. Please hang out, enjoy the drinks, enjoy the time together.